Hello and welcome to the butt show. Look at that deer. Look at that butt doe. I'm Daniel Butt, and on this special episode, I'm going to talk about the cultural prominence of butts in the year 2014. Since we live in a crass culture, this episode will use the A cuss word. So heads up if that offends you, I guess. Also, since it is a special episode, I actually did some research. However, as always, I'm talking out of my butt. Okay. Twerking, a special butt dance commonly associated with Miley Cyrus, was runner-up to selfie for the Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year in 2013. This set butts up to continue to make major impacts on American culture in 2014. Most of these butt impacts happened in the music industry through songs proclaiming the virtues of butts and specifically larger-than-average butts at that. But before all of that happened, the world turned its attention to the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Some of us turned our attention specifically to the physiques of the world-class athletes. The New York Times in particular called out how big the butts were on downhill skiers in an article titled Chasing Gold and Jeans That Fit. Where swimmers have broad shoulders, figure skaters are strong yet willowy, and curlers get away with being kind of schlumpy, downhill skiers, and also speed skaters and hockey players, tend to have unusually well-built legs and rear ends, products of their perpetual crouch, and also lifetimes of leg presses and squats, the article says. It also quotes certain athletes discussing their butts, such as, We've Got Booties, from Chemi Alcott of Britain, and I Got a Big Butt, But I'm Not Self-Conscious, from Stephen Nyman of the United States. Aside from that fifth Olympic ring failing to open, in the Olympics opening ceremonies, each country's national anthem was played. And in 2014, the national anthem of the United States was unquestionably turned down for what by DJ Snake and Little John. In its music video, tenants of an apartment building find out that the erogenous parts of their bodies gyrate in time to the song. This ultimately causes serious destruction. The second person we meet in the video, indeed, uses her butt to punch a hole in the floor and drop into her neighbor's dining room below. Little known fact, this song's radio play to word count ratio is the highest in the history of music. The song was so inescapable that First Lady Michelle Obama appropriated it as part of her Eat Healthy initiative holding up a vegetable in a video of her own and asking the country to turn up for what? And with that healthy lesson, school was out and summer began. Newcomer Megan Trainer capitalized on this idyllic vacation season by releasing All About That Bass, a doo-wop ode to the subwoofer. Due to her insistence that bass go to 11 and treble go to zero, her song went to number one and stayed there for like two months. In between her upbeat discussion of sound editing and equalizers, she found the space to discuss the desirability of big butts. First, 
she establishes her credibility by saying, I'm bringing booty back. And then she recounts a valuable lesson from her mother. She says, Boys like a little more booty to hold a knife. Trainer's father was unavailable to confirm whether or not this is in fact true. What does this say about him, I wonder? And the summer continued down this path. Nicki Minaj released Anaconda, a straightforward remix of Sir Mix-a-Lot's smash hit from 1992, Baby Got Back. Minaj's only additions were verses about men she used to date, Boy, toy, named Troy, used to live in Detroit. and personal trivia. I got a big fat the single's album artwork put visual focus on Minaj's behind, already in question for whether it had been enhanced with plastic surgery. The video was a singular cultural landmark, thanks to its not-so-subtle visuals. In it, many dancers shake their butts, a couple fruits become sexual metaphors, and the rapper Drake holds his head in his hands, unable to decide whether Minaj's rear end or unjustified hype was bigger. It's worth pointing out, as does an article in Spin Magazine titled The Winners and Losers of the Summer of Ass, that Minaj's video appeared on YouTube one day after Taylor Swift released the video for her song, Shake It Off. Swift's song would outlast Minaj's on the charts, despite Swift's video hardly capitalizing on our butt fascination. Although in one scene, Swift army crawls under a dance line of faceless twerkers, aghast at these proceedings. Some people made a fuss about this, calling her out for being a white artist, objectifying black dancers. And popular DJ Diplo also took issue, and he called for a crowdfunding campaign to get Miss Swift, quote, a booty, end quote. In retaliation, the singer Lord called for a crowdfunding campaign to find Diplo's Quote, tiny penis. End quote. Big butts were undeniably the biggest thing in music, and some artists didn't know what to do about it. Jason Derulo went so far as to pose a question to his listeners. You know what to do with that big fat butt. He offered one answer, which everyone agreed was ridiculous, no matter how many times he repeated it. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. The music industry's big butt queen of yesteryear, Jennifer Lopez, hopped on the butt bandwagon to reassert her butt dominance. She released a song simply called Booty, featuring Iggy Azalea. Recall that in 1999, Jennifer Lopez's big butt was the talk of the town. Jennifer Lopez here tonight, Jennifer Lopez. That's right. That's right. She came with two limos, one for her, one for ass. That's right. So you would think Lopez asking Azalea to guest on her song to be somewhat an olive branch, but it was actually a plea for help. Iggy Azalea was a far more relevant butt figure than Jennifer Lopez in 2014. Not only was she famous in her own right for her backside, but she appeared on literally every hit song in the so-called summer of ass. Despite its impressive lyrics, this song was not a hit, nor was its video that showed these two queens of butt rubbing on each other. 
The New York Times, having already opened 2014 with important butt journalism, decided in September to remind everybody how thorough their butt journalism department was. They published an article titled For Posterior's Sake, which profiled Jen Selter, the butt queen of Instagram. Selter posts belfies, as in selfies of her butt, no joke, to nearly five million followers. A commenter on one of her recent uploads simply says, I would eat a lot of your poop. Now allow me to make one thing clear. Jennifer Lopez, Iggy Azalea, and Nicki Minaj may all be considered butt queens of the music industry. Jen Selter may be the butt queen of Instagram, but there is only one celebrity who supersedes them all to be the butt queen for all of civilization. And that is, of course, Kim Kardashian. Just as 2014 was drawing to a close, Paper Magazine released their winter issue with Kardashian on the cover. The focal point of the image is her naked butt, glistening with baby oil, sprouting out of black pleather, and disappearing to an impossibly tiny waist. Another photo from the shoot is of Kardashian balancing a champagne glass on her butt as the booze arcs above her head. Almost as difficult a balancing act as being pretty and famous, am I right? Paper Magazine titled this end-of-year collaboration with Kardashian, Break the Internet, which would have been more suitable in an end-of-year discussion about North Korea. Anyway, that's all I know about the year 2014 as it applied to butts. For links to the content referenced in this episode, go to twitter.com slash thebuttshow. To suggest the topic for a future episode, or to listen to previous episodes, go to thebuttshow.com. Take care, everyone, and Happy New Year.